Again, good afternoon, and we are thankful that you have come our way this uh, afternoon to worship once again on this Lord's Day, and we are thankful for your presence. If you're visiting with us, we encourage you to come back and be with us uh, once again, and uh, it's always good to see visitors uh, come our way. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, we began a series of lessons concerning the Lord is my shepherd, or in the presence of the shepherd, we termed it, if you remember, and we looked at Psalms 23 and verses 1 and verse 4, um, and we looked and, and analyzed those scripture uh, to what it meant to us. Uh, coming to the conclusion of who our shepherd is and um, not being of the world but uh, of our Lord. And this week, um, looking at, again, that same passage uh, that was read just a moment ago, we want to continue our study in uh, that thought and that way tonight. Part two of this series of the three, I believe is what all I've got planned for this, is we want to think tonight about his provision. I want to show tonight the provisions that God makes for those who are his sheep. The Lord, we know, is our source of every good and righteous thing. If we don't know that by now, maybe we need to go back and restudy some things. The Lord is the source of every good and righteous thing. In the last lesson, we saw the presence of the shepherd that there is nothing to fear and our shepherd will guide us, us who? The faithful through this life. Today, I want us to see how God provides and what he provides for us is truly a blessing. Now, when you go to the book, in the, over in the book of Psalms, in Psalms 103, and you look at, well, you just start with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now watch it in verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his, what? Benefits. Verse 3, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Now watch it in verse 5. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagle's. When we look 
at Psalms 23 and we think about the goodness that the Lord shows upon us. That very first verse, the Lord is my shepherd. In the presence of the shepherd, I shall not want. That doesn't mean that we're always going to have the name brand whatever or the latest whatever or the newest car or a million dollars. But what that does mean, as we've already established, is we will not lack the essentials of what we need of the good and the righteous thing that God provides. Now you look at verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. I want us to look at that you right there. And focus on that just for a moment. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. I think we have to go there and, and look at some things as well. But in Proverbs chapter 10, in verse 22. And we see here with that statement, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And 10 and 23, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he abideth no sorrow with it. Let's talk about that you moment just for a moment. There is no mistake that you or thou, and these references are references to God, it is God who provides the true needs for his sheep. The provisions that we're talking about here, God provides for us, not only helps us in this life, but also leads us to trust Him who in turn leads us, now watch it here, who in turn leads us to spiritual blessings and ultimately what? Eternal life. The you. Thou, you preparest the table before me in the midst of my enemies. Thou preparest. Who? The true shepherd. Our Lord and our God. And again, he leads us to trust in him. Now that's the key. He leads us to trust in him to, to lead us to the spiritual blessings and again, ultimately, that eternal life. What about that statement, the rest of that? You prepare a table before me. The Lord provides and blesses. On over in the book of Psalm, in uh, chapter 78... In verses 19 through 29, kind of lay out a thought on this. The Lord provides and blesses. And when you look at uh, starting in verse 19, 
My pages are sticking together tonight, so hold on just a second. You start in verse 19. It says, Yea, they spake against God. Yea, they said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? They're asking a question there, isn't there? aren't they? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Now notice in verse 21, and the psalmist writes, it says, Therefore the Lord heard this and was wroth. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and the anger also came up against Israel, because they believed not, what? In God, and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna, if you remember, as their journey in the wilderness for them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven. And it says, Man did eat angels' food, the bread of the mighty. He sent them meat to the full. He caused an east wind to blow in the heaven, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust and feathered fowls, like as the sand of the sea. And he let it all fall in the midst of their camp, round about their habitations. So they did eat, and they were filled, for they gave them their own desire. Can God do those things? Yes, he can. Prepare a table before me. The Lord provides and blesses. While many of our lives, even today, are very fast-paced, and we are often running to just keep up, aren't we? That's what our lives is. We talk about that sometimes daily. When our lives are so fast-paced and we just keep going and keep going and keep going, you know, the Lord provides for us in the midst of all of that. All in the midst of a difficult life. God blesses those who are His servants with blessings that sadly... Now notice this, that sadly sometimes go unnoticed. You know, we could ask the question tonight, when's the last time we counted our blessings? Sometimes it's easy for us to just focus on what? The negative, isn't it? Oh, look what's wrong. Oh, look at it's raining today. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Sometimes we get the old poor, pitiful what? Me syndrome. Anybody ever been, been there? I have. I've, well, I have in my life many times. Poor, pitiful me. Look at all the bad things around me. And it's so easy, isn't it, to fall into that trap, especially in difficult times. Poor, pitiful me. But you know, it shouldn't take us long to be able to open our eyes and look around and say, you know, I got this. I got that. I've had this. I've had that. 
But when's the last time we counted our blessings? The Lord prepares a table before me. It goes back to verse 1. I shall not want. Things are going to be prepared. Those blessings, those righteous blessings, those spiritual blessings, those physical blessings are going to be prepared. You see, also in this part of that scripture, we can see that the blessings of God are found here at a prepared table. Now notice this, and make this note, a table designed. A table that is designed. Not just any old table. I'll prepare us a table before you. Not just any old table. A table that is designed and prepared specifically for the obedient servants of God. You see, that's how we have to look at that. We might even go and say that there's a table prepared specifically for my needs and your needs. Because we all have what? Different needs, don't we? We all have different things going on. What I may not need a whole lot of, you may need a whole lot of. But you know, God knows that what of, doesn't he? He knows exactly what we need. And he has a prepared table for us. Now you look at the next statement in that, in that text. In the presence of my enemies. In the presence of my enemies. Hmm. You go into the psalm on a little deeper, Psalms 29. In verse 11, what does it say to us? Verse 11, the very last verse in that chapter. The Lord will give strength unto his people. Doesn't stop right there, does it? The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will what? Bless his people with what? Peace. He will bless his people with peace. Now, think about this. Enemies. When we think about an enemy, we think about someone who is against us, someone who's trying to overtake us, someone who doesn't like us. The enemy. Despite what our enemies in this life may do. Now, this is important stuff right here. Despite what our enemies in this life may do, they cannot stop the blessings of God. You see, we need to stand on that. That needs to be our anchor. We need to hold on to that. No matter what the enemies, whoever they are, where they are, or what they may do, or what they may say, they cannot stop the blessings of our God. Why? Because 
He's prepared for me a table before me, a specifically designed table in the presence of those who wish to stop those things. Not only can these enemies not stop God, but we, and when I use the word we here tonight, I'm meaning obedient followers, faithful followers. And what this means, in the presence of my enemies, we, the faithful followers, are blessed by God, where? In the front of our enemies. You go over to the book of Proverbs in chapter 16 and verse 7. And it says this to us. Now I want you to notice this real closely. And this can go a long way in your life and mine. When a man's ways what? Please the world? No, don't say that, does it? When man's ways pleases who? The Lord. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, I'm going to tell you, that's some good stuff. You say, how do you do that? Well, we bring up the scripture says, a soft answer does what? Turns away wrath, doesn't it? Having a meek and humble spirit will take and get rid of a lot of problems that we face sometimes. I've seen a statement from a young lady in this county on social media says, I'm very opinionated. Very opinionated. And that's who I am. Well, it's all right, I guess, if you're opinionated when it comes to righteous and the will of God. That's where we need to be. But that was not her intent, was it? No. I'm very opinionated because I want it my way. Basically, it's what we're saying. Rather than the humble way. Having humility. Sometimes taking the back seat. Sometimes maybe even giving credit to people for things that, that happened and there, maybe they was not directly in response before it and maybe you were but somehow someone recognizes them rather than you. And how do we handle that? Oh, well, that, that was my idea. That was my way. That was my thinking. We, sometimes it's all right to let other people have some credit, isn't it? It's okay to do that. I'm not humble. Because, but we sometimes... In our lives, we want that credit. We want it. In our jobs, in our marriages, in our homes, in the church. Oh, I want that. 
So-and-so may have had it indirectly being a part of that, but I want that credit. And sometimes we're very, very quick to jump on that and say, oh, yeah, I was the one. I was the one who did that. I was the one that came up with that. Not so-and-so. I've been there. I don't know if you have, but I've been in that position. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes I, I was the one saying that. Sometimes I was saying, yeah, I was the one to come up with that. Rather than letting someone else be exalted or lifted through that. But not only can these enemies not stop God, but we as faithful followers are blessed in front of our enemies. Even his enemies will be at peace with him. What about the rest there? You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Well, if you go on over to Psalms 138, in verse 7, says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, the psalmist writes, David praising God here for the truth of his word, says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. You see, the anointing of a guest head was to refresh that guest traditions, I guess you would say. But God refreshes his faithful, doesn't he? God can refresh us. He has and he will continue to have that same thought. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, come unto me, what? All ye that labor and are heavy laden. And we could say, and I'll refresh your head. Or I will give you rest. See, God refreshes his faithful from all their hard labors. In the end, when our day is done here upon this earth, We'll be ultimately and eternally refreshed, won't we? No more pain. No more tears, no more crying, no more sickness. No more uh, the things that we deal, here, deal with here on this earth. And he goes on, and when he rests that, you anoint my head with oil, and what? My cup is bare. No, he says, my cup, what, runs over. Our cup runs over. You go to the book of Ephesians, and it speaks to this. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, you know the passage well. 
Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath what? Blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Where? In heavenly places in Christ. Every blessing God wants us to have is given to the faithful. And the cup here, we could say tonight, can, can be a representative of the life of a person. Thus, we can say tonight without any doubt that the faithful of God, the obedient of God, have their lives overflowing with what? Blessings. When's the last time have we counted our blessings. Psalms that sometimes we take for granted. They go unnoticed as we mentioned earlier in the lesson. Overflowing. I'm going to tell you, when I, if I get into that poor pitiful me syndrome, I try to make myself sit down and write a list of all the things that I have, materially and spiritually. Because it's so, and, and Satan uses that negative side to, to hinder us, doesn't he? he? He uses that. He wants you to focus on the poor, pitiful me syndrome. He wants you to do that. He wants you to look at what, I, what all I've had to, to take on or, or what, what I don't have materially or, or whatever the case may be. He wants you to focus on that because what does that do to you? Drags you down, doesn't it? You won't serve the Lord as, as good. You won't have as much zeal and, and want to because Satan gets a hold of you. But I'm going to tell you, the cup of the righteous overflows with blessings. What about provisions from God for us today as we get ready to close? Provision of eternal life. Think about that. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. He tells us in this scripture that I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. You shall not want. God truly makes provisions for those who follow him. Now, that's the key, okay? Young people, God makes provisions for those who follow him. If you get yourself caught up in the world and, and you're, you're involved in worldly things and, and you're, you're going along with the crowd at school or even at work, you're not following God. But God makes provisions for those who follow him. The greatest provision he's made for us is a plan to gain eternal life through whom? His son, John 15 in verse 13. God has made that provision. You know, it's kind of like in our lives today. There are things that we can go and get, but there has to be some effort on our part, doesn't it? 
Now, that's contrary to what the world thinks. Brother Jimmy mentioned this morning about all the money is being handed out. <laughs> Eventually, that's going to come to a halt, and somebody's got to pay for that. There's no such thing as a free lunch. But he has those provisions that are laid out, but you have to put forth effort to gain them, don't you? Provisions of eternal life, number one. Now take this home with you. Provisions through prayer. God has a way for us to communicate with him. Through our prayers, we lay our fears, our needs, concerns, and other issues that we may have at the feet of the Almighty. You see, that's what prayer means. We are communicating with the one who created this universe, the world in which we live, the body as you know it, the, the complexity of the body and the eye and all the things that make up our bodies and how things work, photosynthesis and, and how the, the planets are aligned just perfectly, uh, the right amount of space between us and the sun. And, and all, we're, we're, we're laying these needs and concerns and fears at the feet of this almighty God who done all of that. And through answering our prayers, God grants us provisions as according to, now this is key, His will, not ours. His will. If you remember Job and Job 10 and 12 and also Job chapter 1 and verse 12 and even in chapter 2 and verse 6, Job makes mention of how God cared for him, especially during his trials. There's been trials in my life to where I, I wondered, or I would say, how is, God, how is God providing for me? How is God leading me? How is God caring for me during this time when things seem so out of whack? As I've said many, many times, sometimes it was years. I've lived long enough, the Lord's blessed me that I've lived long enough that I can look back on some of those things that I wanted them to go this way, but God wanted them to go this way. And now I can look back and I can say, now I know why it went God's way and not mine. But if it had went my way, things would have been a whole lot worse. <laughs> and I'm sure you got those same thoughts as well. But Job mentions that. Can we say that? When I went through this, God did this. If you can do that, we're really getting a hold on what we need to be. Spiritual maturity. Provisions through prayer. Provision of eternal life. Provisions through the church and God's word. Through the church and God's word, we grow now notice this, we grow spiritually. But not only do we grow spiritually, folks, we grow emotionally. 
I'm proud to say that there's, I still got a lot of growing to do. But I can relate to this thought. Growing spiritually. But on the other hand, growing emotionally. Things that used to really, really bother me don't bother me anymore like they used to. Why? I've grown spiritually, but I've grown emotionally. I've matured, I guess you could say, just a little bit. Trials that could cripple a worldly person ought to be more easily handled by a servant of God. Why? Because God is a God of the blessings and provisions that we've talked about tonight through His Word and His care. In closing, we can say that God has provided us with many provisions in this life. Again, I ask the question as we close. When is the last time you considered what God has provided for you and thanked Him for those things? When's the last time? When's the last time you thank God for salvation? God, thank you. Thank you for your Son. We pray that often, don't we? Thank you for the way of salvation. Thank you for your word that directs us. Thank you for giving me that mate that has helped me grow spiritually. Thank you for, for allowing me to have the church and the church family that I have. Thank you for, for allowing me to have the friends that I have that help me to grow spiritually. Thank you for that one that I'm dating or, or you're, maybe you're praying for the one whom you might date. I say that, I say a lot of times about our own children. I pray for my own children that that godly mate will come. First of all, that they'll be who they need to be. That's the key because why? God provides provisions for those who follow him and are obedient to him in this life. That's why it's key. That's why it's key. Young people, be who you need to be first. And God will provide the rest. That goes for all of us. So tonight, maybe you haven't been that thankful person. Maybe God's a jealous God. He doesn't like to see things put before him. Mm-mm. God says, if I'm going to prepare a table for you in the presence of thine enemies, if I, you're going to be one who shall not want, you're, if your cup's going to run over, he says, there's some things you've got to do for me. Maybe we haven't done those things. Maybe we've been lacking some of those things, and we need to, to straighten them up and get back where we need to be and be more focused and be more have zeal to, go, to work for the Lord. So tonight, we encourage you, maybe you need to become a Christian and put him on in baptism. Maybe you just need to repent and confess those sins. Maybe you just need the prayers of the church. Maybe you're struggling. And maybe you just need to say, brethren, I need your help. I need your help. God, I need you. 
So tonight, whatever your need may be, please come together we stand as we sing.